Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Nobody wins unless everybody wins. This is your time. We're in this game. An impossible goal. These guys are good. Scary good. And this crowd is going bananas. As they say in hockey, let's do that hockey. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Line Change, the NHL betting podcast from the Action Network. My name is Michael Lieboff, and joining me for this and uh, many, many, many other episodes are my co-hosts and friends, Nick Martin and Tim Kalinowski. And finally, we have a nice, robust slate of NHL action uh, this week. 12 games on the docket Thursday night. And with a slate this large, we always like to start with our favorite underdog. And Nick, uh, you can drive the drive the bus on this pick, but all three of us are, are in agreement. Yeah, so I'm going to go with uh, the Winnipeg Jets to upset in Vegas as my underdog. I think that Vegas right now is maybe the luckiest. It's hard to say that defending champs are lucky, but being 9-0-1 in this regular season is absolutely bananas. Every single game is just find a way in overtime, find a way doing as little as possible. They've played a completely soft schedule. I think this just that all just plays into getting a great number on this spot. There's still some plus 142s out there at the time of recording. Numbers around that. I would cut off at plus 135. So I think that should be fairly safe to be there tomorrow. And the Jets are playing a pretty solid structured team game. They've got Hellebuck in there. I just think as I continue to feel with all these Vegas games, like this is going to play out closer to 50-50 gameplay. And eventually the Knights are going to start losing some of these. Like you don't just get to go into a shootout or three on three or whatever it is. And there was the chances were there for the Canadians. Like the the mistakes were already made from Vegas. It's past them being good or doing the little things. It was just the fact that guys didn't finish and that sort of thing. And it's been so much of that where they're just not. And like you can't rag on them like they're nine oh and one. I'm not trying to say they're a bad team, but this is all just playing into us getting a good number here. So I think it's a really good time to stick with fading them. It's been a nightmare so far, but eventually I just think you don't get to, you know, play coin flip hockey and, and win every one. So, you know, the Jets have been really strong and uh, I think it's a good time to take them at this price. Yeah, the one thing I'll add there, uh, I'm I'm on the Jets too, is that they're playing a lot of these coin flip games and the schedule's not been that hard either. So uh, just something to keep in mind. Tim, any thoughts on uh, Jets and Knights before we move on to a couple other pooches? Yeah, it's kind of been the way we've been obviously all trying to fade Vegas uh, like idiots over and over. It's been, again, we've unfortunately had to bet on weak teams because, and you, you referenced it with the schedule not being that great. It's like, finally, we get a good price on a team that should be up to the occasion that that is good enough to do what we want them to do. If it's uh, if we were to look back and do some you know self scouting and be like, it's a lot of like wishful thinking with some of the not so great teams that we've been trying to fade. Used well, to we fade did Vegas catch because of the spots. The Hawks, yeah, the, the Hawks. Hawks is, yeah. I mean, I, I think I guess right. it was the after line change. Yeah, it was a Saturday, it, so it was in the app. It was 
Like we got that one. They lost that overtime game. And then it's so close. Like I actually had three-way tie and Canadians on Monday. Fortunately, couldn't get both in the app in time. But I still think that was the same kind of thing. You just see them getting caved for the whole third, sitting back, playing close hockey. It's been every, like you look at how many of these are one goal games and how many of them are not versus close teams. And the other thing that I think is kind of worth touching on is the Jets took it to the Knights pretty hard uh, when they played earlier this year. Like we were on them in that game and when it was pick them and it was a tough luck loss for sure. Um, I'm not a huge guy that thinks like prior matchups indicate much in the NHL. Like there's not as much stylistic stuff that applies as other sports and so on. But um, I, I think that's a little interesting just to say like they've already played this year and it was one of those Knights wins that was pretty lucky. So I'm I'm definitely happy to like just go right back to it when it's probably going to be a, a pretty close game. Uh, are you going to be happy to join me on my underdog? I don't hate it. The San Jose Sharks, baby. There are some numbers that I thought were long enough to do it on Wednesday. Oh, eight and one San Jose Sharks taking on uh, the Vancouver Canucks. who are off to a pretty good start. They did catch the Predators um, with their backup, Kevin Lankin, in uh, the other night and took advantage with a 5-2 win. Uh, Pedersen with a hat trick. So tough loss there, but or tough, tough loss for the Preds, I should say. And uh, this spot is just, I think it's, we, we were talking what uh, four episodes ago about putting San Jose on the betting blacklist. So good show of self-control here that it's taken that long. And I mean that, I mean that usually it's a lot shorter for me to, to, to rebet a team after putting them on the blacklist, but San Jose has had a really tough schedule to start this season. <laughs> They're bad, like historically bad it uh, out of the gates. But I mean, they just got no favors with what's been their easiest game. The caps. The Caps. And yeah. I actually ended and up the Caps aren't like. I thought the Sharks were a decent look in that yeah. game. Played them plus one and a half. Lost on the empty netter. But like that was probably their best game of the year. I think I agree. And, and I'm the sick Canucks of are, hearing too. Like, and everyone knows the Canucks. This is getting close to like their peak. As, yeah. And we love them. Like I think we gave out three preseason futures on that team that look great. But like I, I, I'm not going to lie and say they're like playing better than they are. Yeah, I mean, you look at the underlying numbers, which are still a little sketchy this early in the season, and Vancouver's operating at like a 44, 45% expected goal rate on on public uh, models. So, yeah, they're likely going to tilt the ice in the right direction here, but it shouldn't be as dominant as we've seen from other teams against the Sharks. Uh, And we we catch Blackwood, who knows? Um, So, yeah, I think think San Jose, I I wouldn't be too worried that this number is going to disappear. Uh, overnight because i can't imagine more most uh, there are gonna be a lot of people outside of this uh video conference that are gonna be rushing to bet the shark so um but yeah that's my my favorite dog here tim (laughs) not to francesa this but oh no please you can francesa all you want on this podcast (laughs) i will text him and tell him to listen listen to this golden knights colorado carolina boston nashville florida tampa Carolina, Washington. That, that's like every playoff team. They like basically do like a playoff round robin uh, yeah. to, to start the year with this weak team. And, and I just four home and... games were against the division winners from last year. Then they went on that road trip. So it's it's just been unfair to them. Like they deserve it a little bit for the way they've built this roster. But <laughs> I, I went in the app to make sure that I have not bet them one time this season. And I haven't. Jesus so Christ. 
I feel really good that I'm not just going like over and over again, like Martin Galing them. They're eventually going to win. So I, you know what? Screw it. I'll, I'll join. I'll join. I haven't bet them yet this year. <sighs> You're missing out. Uh, what's your favorite underdog? My favorite underdog is going to be the Carolina Hurricanes. Uh, they're playing the new, at the New York Rangers. And this is all about the spot for me. The Rangers just finished a long road trip, first game back home. This is the, you know, Nick said he doesn't put too much stock into that spot. But listen, you come back after that, you know, everyone's patting New York on the back. Great job. Look at this team. They're going to, they're exceeding the expectations that we've had for them. And you get a Carolina Hurricanes team that this, this isn't a cupcake. You know, you, if they do sleepwalk, like Hurricanes are going to make it difficult on them. So I like Carolina. I got them at even money, but I'd honestly play it. It's, it's not going to move to uh, like Carolina being a favorite. So I would keep playing Carolina here. Yeah. I think the Canes are going to be, like they're they're about to roll. They've got Svechnikov back. They're gonna start humming. I think Pesci's loss hurts, but like, and I mean they're six four and oh, like for all that early season, like that just shows the standard from this team, especially in the regular season. That like you even hear anything when they're six four and oh, and like comfortable. Like that's that's a really solid record. Yeah, <laughs> like things have been tightened up too. So high under Rod, and just feels like they're about to go on a big run here. Yes, I mean because they just don't lose in October under Rod in, in other years. So this is this is a three alarm fire in in Carolina compared to what we've seen out of them. Uh yeah, I think that this also is a decent overtime look with the way these teams play are, are going to want to play, especially Carolina on the road. Um, so uh, we'll see. So that's Canes, Sharks, and Jets as our underdogs, and now we'll take a, a bite out of the big board here, and we'll start with the. Panthers and Wings, Florida's traveling as a minus 115 <laughs> favorite uh, into Detroit. Uh, the Wings at minus 105. And the total's at six and a half, Nick, and uh, that's where you're looking. Yeah, I don't think anyone would be surprised to hear that I like the over here. I think it's just a great spot with the way the Panthers want to play and the way that Detroit has been playing. They still have some shaky bodies on the back end, the Red Wings, I mean. Uh Pretty standard goaltending matchup. Two teams that really want to get after it and score and have played at quite a high pace, which is, I mean, that's basically the, the, anyone who's watched the Panthers the last couple of regular seasons. Nothing's changing on that front. So I think it's a good spot to look at six and a half. I can easily see something like four, three or five, three. Um, pretty fun prop game too, I think, especially with, if you keep an eye out, the Panthers kind of have a lot of rotating parts too in this game. Montour and Ekpad are close. Bennett's not going to play. He seems like he's going to be out for a while. Um, but yeah, I think it's nothing crazy on uh, the cap here, just like the over. Yeah, I would lean towards Detroit, uh, but generally <clears throat> I, I think I'm just going to probably pass here. It looks like a game that's going to have a, a ton of chaos in it. Uh, Tim, anything for you? Yeah, Nick convinced me on the over there. I These are two teams, uh, frankly, I just don't have a lot of good feel on. I, I You know, because the... Cause because Detroit is, I guess this is um, the first time we've seen them like get rolling from what we've been waiting on for this turnaround, this, you know, young blood team turning it around. I just, I have a hard time figuring out if they're for real or not. Um, okay. Kings and Sens now. Uh, Los Angeles coming off a, a win in Toronto on uh, Tuesday night. Ottawa as a minus 105 home favorite here Uh excuse me, as a minus 105 home dog, the Kings at minus 115 as a slight road favorite, and the total is at seven. The one thing I will say, 
uh, here to pat myself on the back is a couple of episodes ago. I said that it just feels like there's some smoke around the senators. And that was before the Shane Pinto thing. Now there's a whole lot of smoke. It's a it's a fire there with uh, the Evgeny Dadanov punishment. And then Pierre Dorian gets let go today. Uh, I just, just with the way things have gone with the senators, there's just been so much off ice stuff, but uh, nothing that's derailed them from a results perspective yet. Um, but I do like Los Angeles here. I think we saw it in Toronto. Like this is just a, a good team that I think maybe deserves a little bit more credit than they're getting. I think it might come down to goaltending is, is why we see these numbers on, on LA being sitting where they are and uh, against Corpusalo or Forsberg, neither of whom have set the world on fire yet this season. Uh, it's not a huge concern on Thursday night as long as uh, Phoenix Copley doesn't go. Cam Talbot looked pretty good against Toronto. Anything for you here, Tim? I What a great game that Los Angeles just played against uh, Toronto uh, the other night. It was uh, just total all out. That's how you play a road hockey game. I I have to ask you if you've seen anything in the news that like is is Ottawa going to be able to do a full GM search during the season, or are they going to push this to after the season? Because I say that in the direction of DJ Smith could be um, on thin ice here, especially when you bring in a, a new uh, general manager. Yeah, I would I would say that they'll they'll just hook an interim in from uh, somewhere. It's a new owner too, so he'll I'm sure well, he'll love. They might go with the laziest possible option. And yeah, Peter Torelli. Come on. Just, come oh, the guy who who landed the Islanders, Matt Barzell. We love um, Peter Chirelli around. Yeah, time. yeah. <laughs> to talk about this game too, quick. Like I, I act. I think it's Kings or Pass, but I'm not going to bet it on the slate. But I would actually go ahead and disagree on the goaltending comment, and just say that's like, just saying that's all the difference here between the teams is I think is wrong. Like the Kings back. No, I think I'm saying that's why I think the Kings right keep, now. keep getting priced the way they do. Is I think that oh, people yeah, are a little shaky sure. on on their goaltending. Yeah, like we've always loved the Kings yeah. on this pod, and they look deep. They look good. They're one of our cup picks. I'm happy about that because this team is looking pretty scary good, other than the goaltending situation. Yep. And the Sens, they found a way versus the Pens. I don't think it was as beautiful as the scoreline suggested. And in time, I'm not sure how the blue line is going to fare with yeah, they uh, beat up. Chickering out. They might get Zoo back here, but we'll see. Um, we, we we have to monitor that like how Ottawa's effort looks in this game because of all the external factors going on. Like you know, we say that yeah. hey, that on the ice but is I different mean, than off ice, but I think the team's gonna bring it. Like I, you know, they got some good guys in that room, and I, I still I yeah. feel like I believe in the stars setting. The I mean, even we we kind of saw got a glimpse day. of that too with like the Pinto day. Like they played on Long Island that day. They they had a good effort. One of their players got yeah. egregiously hurt in that game and. They they really played a good game in that uh, they lost. Like, but, I think it's and then they responded with a the Penguins win. They're gonna come out. They're gonna yeah. do their thing. It's just I think the Kings are better. Yeah, yeah. And I mean they're they're in it. The like at the end of the day, they know who's in that room. Like, like I think the Senators team is still gonna believe in themselves, yeah. right? It's just there's some flaws with the current roster for sure. Uh, all right, we got an in the building special uh, between the Lightning and Blue Jackets. Tim will be there. Uh, to see Tampa as a minus 162 favorite traveling to Columbus plus 136 on the jackets and the totals at six and a half. I just, I don't think the numbers there yet, but if it, it, keep, it creeps up, I would be interested in, in the jackets here. Um, 
we're not entirely convinced with with Tampa. Are we entirely convinced Jonas Johansson can keep this up for another couple weeks until Vasilevsky gets back? Are we convinced that the Blue Jackets are good? Not really, but better than I think that we get, people gave him credit for. Their record maybe portrays, and I they'll be feisty. Like this isn't the last year's Blue Jackets that some nights they just absolutely wilted. So uh, yeah, I'm I'm kind of interested in in Columbus here, Nick. I fully agree. I was hoping for a bigger number here. Thought it could be a great spot to fade the Lightning, but we just we didn't get it. I it was in like I just I didn't know what to expect there and. Like that Kraken game for Tampa was another one where defensively it was pretty ugly. And I just keep looking at this like like there and this isn't just like a trust me, bro, take their seventh in expected goals against per 60 right now. I think that matches the eye test pretty clearly. Like they've been leaking a lot of good chances and Jonas Johansson is saving their bacon right now. So like that's not a team I want to bet on. But I mean... Yeah, they're priced fairly close to Columbus here, and and I just don't believe in the Blue Jackets enough to bite. Yeah, yeah, like, like I said, I'm I'm doing a little traveling, so I'll be at the game. Um, and so that means I'll probably buy puck drop beyond Columbus, but uh, do with that as you will, because that's a you know in in the in the building bet, which are different than uh, best bets and play on. So I'm gonna have to you know I'm gonna be on Columbus, the same game parlays, you know shots, goals, so. And they'll all um, win because they always win. They always win. Right, exactly. Yeah, I know. N- never heartbreaking fashion, ever. Uh, well, good luck to you there in uh, Columbus. And uh, good luck to Nick and myself uh, from an in-the-building special to a uh, podcast derby between the Islanders as a road favorite, minus 122 in Washington. Take on the Caps, who are plus 102 and a five and a half total for this one. Only one on the board. Oh, no, the Rangers and Canes, too. Um. Uh, yeah, I got nothing here, Nick. I think that this line looks about right. Um, Nick Backstrom stepping away from the game, maybe an emotional building in D.C. Uh, you'll have the Kleenex out. Yeah, I will. I love Backy. It sucks. Uh, I agree. I thought this might open at Pickham and that I'd have to sit here and say the aisles were the correct side. But minus 125 is, I don't think there's value on either side. Um, and yeah, to talk quick on the Backstrom thing, just because I did see people saying like, tough loss for the caps big loss blah blah blah, all that and he means a lot in the room fans love him all of that but at this point like this doesn't hurt them this year at all that's the reality of it like mcmichael's gonna get those minutes now he's proven to be a better player backs from struggled bad lot like he's just not what he is it sucks to see him go like uncertain like just the way he's about to um but like he's not he's not a good player anymore and that's obviously why this is happening so I don't think you want to move the needle on that front when you're handicapping caps games, but yeah, that's my only note here. Uh, Tim, you, you believe, you believe. I am on the Islanders in this game. Um, I, I think the Isles are great. I, I love the Islanders. <laughs> I'll tell you that leave off guy. He, he's kind of convinced me that this is like, you know, this is like the old Canadians, this team. They're, they're <laughs> unbelievable. Um, no, it's. I worry about Washington. I really do. Uh, I think it's, yeah, sure. Does the, the backstrom thing hurt the on ice, you know, product, uh, how good the team is. Nick says no, but I, I it's like a, a vibe check game. I just worry about the Caps vibes. It's just seems this veteran team kind of, I don't know what direction they're going in, but the Isles, they know what direction they're going and they yeah. score goals now. Yeah, so. they score, baby. <laughs> Everyone scores on the caps. Everyone scores. <laughs> I mean, I just don't think they're that good. I'm not that worried about like the vibes or anything. Like the reality is 
like the guys are going to play a bit more minutes now have been better, right? Like McMichael's having a good year. This is just now he gets a spot to actually center a line and, and play some bigger minutes. And I think a lot of Caps fans are happy about that. Yeah, until he, he looks up and realizes he's going to be going up against Bowie Horvat uh, tomorrow night. Yeah, welcome scary, to the NHL. Scary stuff. Uh, Horvat and Barzell have been good, and, and for some reason Lane Lambert keeps splitting them up mid-game. Um, but it seems like uh, for those who are into shot props, they keep talking about Barzell shooting more, so uh, that's another one to keep an eye on. Um, but yeah, nothing for me there. Stars and Oils. Oilers now. I was going to say the Oilanders. Stars and, and Oilers, uh, Stars are plus 110, the Oilers minus 130, and a six and a half total Stars in action on Wednesday. Uh, full disclosure, we are recording before that game. I thought that uh, I was going to catch uh, some people sleeping and get a better number on Dallas, but didn't come. So I think this looks about right uh, for uh, this matchup. I thought that maybe people were going to read too much into the Heritage Classic, Nick. Uh, and maybe you are. Maybe you are. I am a little bit like I just think the Oilers it's going to suck if Campbell starts and because I like the Oilers here Ottinger is playing Wednesday in the first leg of the back-to-back they're not going to go back-to-back with him this early in the year they shouldn't if they did it'd be dumb I have had some bad goaltending predictions this year and to talk about that quick actually I think this is an interesting note because we kind of got screwed by the Lincoln and start yesterday he did give up a goal that Saros wouldn't have given up and that cost us in the end losing the total by goal but with that said, as I we went into this last year, and I think it's a really important note, betting early in the NHL is still so critical. And that game still barely got back to where we actually lost line value from being on the right side prior to the surprising Lincoln announcement. And I think that's a really important note, right? Because like I think people get really frustrated the times you get in early and something like this, something drastic does happen. But like the other eight out of 10 times work out in your favor. And even then being on the right side early, like you could see how much value we did gain. Even once Lincoln and went in, it wasn't that bad of a number or like it was still close to where we gave it out. Right. So I think that's like an important note when you're trying to jump these goalie things and jump on lines early, because half the time, like you're still going to be close to the number if something does go against you. Um, and I think that note's relevant here because I'll be a little pissed if I give this out and and Campbell surprise starts, but I also still think that oil might be a slightly bigger favorite once uh, Wedgwood's announced and people kind of put the spot together. So, uh, anything for you here, Tim? I worry uh, post Heritage Classic. Like that was like the biggest game of that was like the Super Bowl up there. The you know the Battle of Alberta. There two sinking teams. They did it. They did it. The oil, you know, like who was going to rise to the occasion Edmonton. And I just, for a team that has not got off to a great start for a team that still has a ton of glaring issues to be told to be patted on the back in the manner that they have in the media after that game, I worry about them um, running into the stars team in a uh, non heritage classic environment. Tom, tell me I'm crazy. I think you're crazy, honestly, like to not like the spot, like they're two, five and one, and they've had four off days. Like, is it really, I mean, maybe I I could be wrong. I think the stars are a good team. So I don't want to sit here and have too much conviction, but I like, if you're the oiler and you don't bring a decent game here, you know, you're two, five and one, you're supposed to be a cup favorite. Like who do you We've think? We've been saying that seven games in a row though. I know. <laughs> I agree. But like, and, and it is coming around too. like as bad as the flames have been, I get the defensive, they get some saves if Skinner locks in. I 
I don't think like I'm just not seeing where they're going to be so much more flawed than last year. Maybe the Jack Campbell Vezina run starts Thursday night Back against, on. <laughs> against uh, Scott Wedgwood. Yeah, uh, fireplace. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Habs and Coyotes now. Uh, <laughs> the Coyotes also on a back-to-back veggie. Vegemelka starting on Wednesday night. So it'll likely be Connor Ingram on Thursday. Uh, it's at home. Both uh, both legs of this back-to-back, I believe, are at home. Is that wrong? Um, yeah, yes, it's wrong. Yeah, they're in Anaheim on, on Wednesday night. Yep. Um, so not a great spot for Arizona. Still think that they are a deserved favorite against a, a Montreal team that uh, keeps... Uh, Kind of just chugging along, putting together results. They they did this last year too. Like this 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 team um really showed some gusto. There was a point last year, and I would say maybe a little bit later than we are right now in the season, where Montreal was actually in a in a uh, a playoff spot, and then uh, the losing streak we all kind of predicted was coming came. I I still I don't think that uh, there's much betting value here. I do think uh, Logan Cooley uh, to score a goal uh, at some point should should be happening like he's just much better than someone with a with a goose egg i think he's up there with most assists in the year in the entire league um without a goal i think he's just trailing philip peronic uh anything for you here tim oh i'm on the yotes baby this is our team what are you guys doing passing <laughs> on this game this is our team uh cooley has been a staple in my uh goal round robins this season. So haven't completed just, just one. Just leave them out. Leave them out. Just watch. Yeah. Get the on the thing board. is they're they've tanked the numbers. Like yeah. you can't I, even because I gave them out a few times too, and they were like dropping the numbers as if he's producing, but really there's no <laughs> people are sitting on this. I know I'm I'm waiting on it, but I'll tell you, you know, Anaheim to back home to Arizona. That's that ne- not necessarily Calgary to Florida. Okay. You know, it's it's not the <laughs> no. worst. Not what is that on a plane in like 35 minutes yeah but yeah. i mean the habs too like they've played probably their best two games of the year the last two and they just keep finding a way they've got some of that crazy mugambo going on i don't know i just i don't love the number but it, i still have to say yotes are pass you know those uh in this game you know those like good graphics that action network tweets out especially during baseball season it's like Orioles most profitable team of the season. It's like, you know, plus $8,000 for a hundred dollar bet or whatever. If we think the Yotes are good, I think the Yotes could be on, you know, on the top five of the NHL version of that graphic. So for me, I'm going to be like kicking myself if I don't take them as like a short favorite against a team that I don't think too highly of in uh, the Habs. Yeah. What are the, they break even? Because they had big up, actually, probably better in breaking because the Devils game was like plus 240. Yeah. I, Montreal's, they're doing some things well. I think it's just a spot that I'm just scared enough that I don't want to do it. The Habs, play it that, the Habs play at that, you know, monster arena and center bell and, you know, beautiful, all the amenities. And, you know, you go down to Mullet Arena. Like, it's like, it'll be half Habs fans, though. 
It is true, but it, it's like, but it's like Alabama going to play like you know UConn. Like, <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, Tim, you must not have been listening uh, last year when the Coyotes we talked about playing them at home all year, and they think they were like the best home field advantage in any sport of like the last ten yeah. years in terms of money returned. Uh, whether or not the graphics department made a graphic for us, uh, I have no idea, but. Um, hard ice they got hard ice there yeah exactly everyone does say best ice best ice in hockey which is just so good so so good let's get this team to the playoffs come on um preds and kraken now uh yeah like nick said nashville caught us with a surprising start for kevin lankinen against the canucks and so you'd have to assume that it'll be uh the juice box the juice man uh saros on uh, thursday in seattle where the Preds are plus 115 and the Kraken are minus 135 with a total of six. This looks like the line that we saw when it was assumed Saros was going to start against the Canucks. So interesting question would just be, who do you think is better, Seattle or Vancouver? Uh, and I think that marginally the, the Canucks are probably a little bit better. So I think uh, there's maybe a little bit of value on, on Nashville, but uh, I don't think it's really enough to act on here so i'll be passing nick yeah the i think the preds and kraken are which is probably both how i'm just gonna say i'm passing are both probably flying under the radar a little bit in terms of a pretty reasonable process i think the kraken have had that absurd schedule tim talked about it and their underlying process looks pretty reasonable i was really happy to see them get rewarded with a win over the lightning on monday not just because it came through for us but they really deserve that and i still think they're a fun team to root for but the Preds are kind of in the same boat. Like they're playing better than we expected. So it just looks like one there should be a pretty reasonably close game. And you got Saros in one end versus probably Gruby or maybe Decord's kind of fighting to even be the starter. So I don't, I, I, I think Preds are past, but not, not a great bet on this big slate. Uh, anything for you here? Yeah. Tim? Yeah. It's a, it's, it's an easy pass. You laid out the math perfect to there. I didn't even think of it that way, but you're hundred percent bang on. This will be uh, a little twenty bucks on regulation tie for me. Yes, yeah, not a not a bad look either. Uh, just an interesting well, so way to look when when it's like this two teams uh, that you're you think maybe are close in terms of like their actual uh, power rating is a uh, home ice advantage. General rule of thumb in the NHL is twenty cents. So on neutral ice, you're looking at a minus one fifteen, uh, minus one hundred five showdown between these two. So um, just something. A little tool to keep in uh, the kit. Top shelf where mama hides the cookies. All right, on to our best bets. Uh, now, Tim, you can go first um, with your favorite play. Yeah, it was in the beginning, um, Carolina. But since if, if you can't double down on your dog and your best bet, I am you going to- You can do whatever to... you want. You can do whatever okay. you want, compadre. I love, I love Carolina in that spot. Um, but I also- I'm going to tease yours, Leboff. I love the Toronto Maple Leafs going to Boston with a suspended Charlie McAvoy. That I mean, I'm also going to hit two Leafs three-way as well because the Bruins have yet to lose in regulation. So we, they're going to lose in regulation at one point, I think, right? So um, I'm going to piggyback you there. I, I'm I'm happy you you you. Uh, got, I'm always thrilled to be uh, mistaken for Nick. Uh, not just because of his hair, but he's, oh, he's an so incredible dumb. hockey this, handicapper. This one would be particularly damning because it is a Leafs pick. 
See yeah. I, I can't even read. I'm so yeah. <laughs> No, but it's it's totally fine. This is yeah, Nick's Nick's uh, also got his best bet in uh in this one. Yeah, so my best bet, Tim just dropped it. Um <laughs> to save the confusion is the Leafs and he, you know, McAvoy moves the needle about as much as pretty much any defender in the league and Grizzlick's out. I just think like Toronto's got a flawed back end too, but this just looks like one that to me that should be a pick them. Like the, the prices that are out there now on the Leafs flawed as though they are, they're still playing very reasonable hockey just got slapped. That was probably their worst game in like the last five, but I still think they're a really strong team. Top two lines look good. And beyond that, third line, I think, should be okay. Fourth line is a bit of a train wreck. They've gotten two goals from the bottom six, which is kind of what a lot of people were pre- predicting. And surprisingly, or not surprisingly, Max Domi's really not that good. But I still just look... But his dad... Is he even on the team? His dad, dad, his attitude, is chirping after the whistle. All those things didn't make him become a player. But... um, I, I just think when you look at the top stars, the Leafs, the power play, and they're still supporting their goalies reasonably well. Like Tim said to us yesterday, he couldn't believe the play of Geo, couldn't believe this and that. But I still, I just look at those and like every team has flaws like that, right? We just hear about them five times more. And it's really like, I don't think it has to be a knock on the Bruins to say that without McAvoy, I think this should be minus one or should be a pick em. So. Um, it's, it's not just McAvoy, right? Like Marshan mis- mispracticed today. Derek Forbert's out. You said Grizzlick's out. Like this isn't. I know Derek Forbert doesn't move the needle for for folks, but when it becomes a like an injury cluster, it does start to weigh on you. When at least you got like a replacement level player, not in uh, and someone who eats up penalty kill minutes too. Um, so yeah, I think that the the Leafs at plus money are the right side uh, in a game that I think would be fair at a pick'em. Uh, my favorite play I'm just is gonna. Oh, sorry, Leibov. I was just going to add one more thing in terms of it's so great to get the Leafs off of that dud performance, like you said, Nick, and they're probably their worst effort of the season. They had the rookie party. So, like, you know, Keith's doing the, you guys just want to have the rookie party and this. And then you drop a dud to the LA Kings and then the Bruins. Like, you know, they're ready to get handed out the Stanley Cup in, on November 1st. So I kind of like the, um, the, well, the, the, the spot for the storyline there. You listen to, like, some of the takes – on TSN and stuff today. And it's like, like, like Leibov always likes to chirp. It's like, holy crap. It's one game. They're five, three and one. It's not great, but it's not bad. And this is a team that could get 140 points and no one would give a shit. Like that's <laughs> it's so great. And then they lose one regular season game to a pretty good team. And it's just like the end of the world. Everyone's freaking out. And it's like, I, I, I just feel like we know where this is headed. Like they're going to head into the playoffs as one of the league's better teams. Right. And then, It'll be their time to to see if or to prove if anything actually changed or not. We we've got plenty of Canadian listeners, so so they'll know what you're talking about. But uh, in American hockey fans, especially those who are in the weeds, know know how like the Toronto media works. But it is to a non fan. I I've, I've explained it to some people at Action who aren't really big hockey fans. They are just bewildered by it. It's it's so bizarre uh, to the point that former GM Kyle Dubis. It was like, yeah, one of the writers at The Athletic was running surveillance on me during a game, like live blogging my celebrations and stuff. It's, it's just weird up there. Um, and that's why things get out of hand. And sometimes that seeps into the betting market. Wouldn't you know? Uh, Devils and Wild uh, is where my favorite bet will be. It's on New Jersey as a road favorite. They're minus 125. I think it'll move a little bit. I still like it to minus 130-ish. Uh, Minnesota plus 105. 
and the totals at seven. The Wild aren't good. Like, I just don't think they're that good. And, and I think this is a bad matchup for them. And I know Matt Baldy's coming back, but it's his first game. Uh, and, and it's not guaranteed. So that does make Minnesota, gives them a little bit more teeth offensively. But it's really not the offense that I'm worried about. It's just that this team has been a mess in its own end without Jared Spurgeon. And you just talked about Charlie McAvoy and, and moving the needle there. Spurgeon has proven to be a big-time needle, needle mover with, with Minnesota, with the way that they've looked coming out of the gates. Uh, just not very good. Uh, inconsistent is maybe a little more fair, uh, but a team that I think the Devils have every chance in the world just to run roughshod here uh, with, with the way that they play and, and have been playing. So uh, I'll take the the Devils here as a as a road favorite, Nick. I, I agree. I think we gave it – I was pumped that we said that the Wild were a complete paper tiger before that Philly game because the rest of that road trip, they just got pummeled and they deserved it. They really weren't playing very good. They haven't defended very well. They should improve a little bit on that front. But I actually think, too, if I had to play in this game, I think you could look at the over as well. Just on the like the way the Devils have been playing, they're going to generate. And this hit on Sunday when it was the same matchup, first leg of this home-and-home. Home. And I think it can hit again. Like, it's Gustafsson's great, but it gets a big ask to think that the Devils aren't just going to generate enough here to get four or so themselves. And then I don't trust the Devils goaltending right now. That looks like the flaw. And and they're just they're fully committed to this up tempo game right now, and and it just seems like there's gonna be a lot of chances both ways. So I think the overs a solid look here, and yeah, definitely Devils would be my lean as a side. All right, Tim, you can take us home. Yeah, I think you brought up a good point about this is a, a home and home for them, and the Devils won the first matchup four to three. People like to think that because one team won the first leg of it, that the other team is going to win the second leg of it. Like, oh, they're going to be pissed off, the other team, whatever. And I know we've talked about betting spots a lot on this show with, oh, this team's won three in a row, this team's lost three in a row. And yeah, that's not necessarily how it works. But like, for instance, you know the Bruins are eventually going to lose a game in regulation. And and for this, it's like saying just because the roulette wheel was red, that it's going to be black on the next spin. we saw, remember, with Edmonton and Vancouver in the first two games of the season. Edmonton gets pantsed by Vancouver. Oh, here we go. Edmonton's going to, you know, square it up, even things up. They're going to be, be pissed off. And it doesn't happen. So I think it's just a little lesson of just be, it, you know, it's like doubleheaders in baseball. They're not just going to split just because. Lovely. Uh, all right. Uh, that does it for, for this week's episodes of Line Change. Thank you for sitting with us uh, on all three. Hopefully Thursday night uh, is the best of the bunch because it is the biggest of the bunch with 12 games on the slate. Uh, it was uh, off the top. The, our favorite underdogs were the Hurricanes, <laughs> the San Jose Sharks, and the Winnipeg Jets, uh, and then best bets on uh, Canes and Leafs in a quasi-best bet from Tim, uh, Leafs from Nick, and, and the Devils from me. Thank you very much for listening. Please rate, review, and subscribe. We will see you next week. Action Network reminds you, please gamble responsibly. If you or someone you care about has a gambling problem, help is available 24-7 at 1-800-GAMBLER.